0: This episode of Right at the Fork is brought to you by Zupan's Markets. And we're so glad to have Zupan's with us as we start
1: 2000, we're a little into 2019 now. I almost said 2016. Oh, wow. I don't know why. Anyway, 2019, and uh, for those of you playing at home... um, January is citrus month. Yeah, usually that's where you, when we get some of our best citrus. Absolutely, and, the best citrus, and Zupans is the place to get your citrus. Have you ever gone and just stood there and looked at any of any of the three of Zupans produce uh,
0: departments? Oh, I love it. No, it's it's, it's not, so beautiful. It's, it's, it's a work of art. It's beautiful. I've I've Instagrammed it before, right? Because they do they do some really cool the way they stock the the produce areas. If Everywhere. You, if you had an
1: architect say, "Do our produce department." That's what it looks like. That's what it, I mean. A really good architect. But, but maybe more. Any.
0: But maybe more importantly, when I'm in there, there's always somebody there. A couple of people actually that are there to answer questions and, hel- and, and help and help you slice out.
1: Slice a bit of fruit for you. Oh, you I, say, that try this. Happened multiple times. So I just recently we talked about it on previous episodes and uh, in their ads, uh, the Sumo Mandarins. Oh yeah. Oh God, I bought one. Yeah. And brought that home. and so said, why did I only get one? So then I go in. The next time, and I loaded up with about ten. Mm-hmm. They're heavy. They're yeah. big and juicy. It was it. It created quite a, a little blip in my bill. But right. They were worth it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but I mean, ten
0: mandarin sumo mandarins was uh, you know like six or seven pounds. So. Mm-hmm. So if you wander past the produce section, Chris, just a little bit further and find end up like near the meat counter. Yeah, should be aware that uh, Dungeness crab in season, and once again, Zupans is the place to go get your Dungeness you mean crab. The seafood counter, not necessarily at the meat counter. Well, you can get some good crab. Meat. They're next to each other. Yeah, no, I, no. I guess I should uh, separate those two, but they're they're in the same general area.
1: And and by the way, you're not going to find a better meat or seafood counter anywhere. Yeah, no. they're they're so beautiful and they source. Great product. Have you had
0: those big scallops? I don't know. I haven't had the scallops, but I all the time get their kebabs. I get their marinated meat kebabs, which are on sale yeah. this week. This weekend, we understand. Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, half off, I think. Yep. And those are they got. They have many varieties,
0: different flavors of chicken and lamb, and my beef. favorite, the chicken coconut curry. There you go. We'll do it every time. They've, right. they've got pork. They've got chicken. They have got beef. If if you like meat. Zupan's Markets is the place to go. There you go,
1: and and uh, lots of ready-made dinners as well. If you're For sure, like me and you like to just grab something, yeah. and do no cleaning. Zupan's is your is your helper.
0: Three locations on West Burnside, McAdam, Lake Grove, and of course, always at Zupans.com. All right, here we go. It's time once again for Portland's Food Seed podcast. It's right at the fork with your host Chris Angelus who just uh, announced to me that uh, if I looked stupid, <laughs> you would give me the heads up ahead of time.
1: Right. And I and I cited plenty of times that I may not have Maybe done. Not that. done so, so so if I think about that like <laughs> I'm I've looked That's,
0: dumb? Oh. No, you don't look dumb. You have a Utah Jazz cap on. I do. And uh, I we actually talk about it in the in this episode. That's why you should with listen. our guest just to hear us
1: talk about this Utah Jazz guy. Yeah,
0: it's the sole reason why you should listen.
1: Well, my favorite part was Janice calling the Janice the, Martin. Yeah, Janice Martin, mm-hmm. who's our guest. Yeah. Who we all have known for the last 11 years as the proprietor, sole proprietor and uh what is, what does she want to call herself? Um Badass? Yeah, badass, something like that. Yeah. I don't think she would call herself that, but something in that. In a joking way, she in would. In a joking way, right? Yeah. At, uh, at Tanuki, yeah. which is always, has always been on best restaurant lists. And, uh, and as we talk about in the podcast, was loved by industry folk far and wide. Yeah. So uh, she had the respect of her peers, but she's here to tell us what is happening with Tanuki.
0: Yeah. Or what is not happening with Tanuki? There's been some speculation out there about it, and right. and now I think this is actually her first. Un- unless you are actually friends with her on Facebook, right? You know, this is news to you, right? Exactly. So, um, but it's nice to have her on.
1: We really appreciate her support of the podcast. She actually, when we were communicating, said, uh, "When is this going to be released? Because I'd like to just do it on." The, right at the fork, right. and I assume that's because then she gets to have everything in her own words. There's no editing. Sure, yeah, no. There's no one putting words there, in her mouth. Uh, but she, but she, as we all, anybody who knows Janice Martin knows, she pulls no punches, and so she doesn't hear. And also, one of the kindest people we know, she brought us a big slab of bacon,
0: yeah. each and some cannolis. I'm, I am can smell it, and, and, I, and I, I'm staring at the cannoli, but I'm smelling the smoked bacon. And my my head is exploding. Oh,
1: and you know, it's not that we asked her to bring us no. health food, but she did yep. Cannolis and bacon. Yeah. So um, she knows this well. Yeah. So and it's a big slab. And by the way, it's not sliced, so we have to we have to do our own. We can so I, like thick. My slab kids are like, Dad, thin. this is some thick bacon. I'm this, like, just eat it. Yeah, just do it. So at any rate, we we're thankful Janice came in with us, and uh, we think you'll enjoy this uh, about an hour that mm-hmm. we spend with Janice.
2: Right at the Fork is proud to be supported by Zoopans Markets. For over 40 years, unsurpassed quality from the best meats and wines to the freshest baked goods, flowers, and more, with a delicious emphasis on locally sourced items. The best of the Northwest Bounty can be found at your closest Zoopans on West Burnside, McAdam, or Lake Grove, and at Zoopans.com. Eat well, put taste first, love your food by Ringside Steakhouse. Owned by the Peterson family for generations, Ringside Steakhouse has long been a landmark of the Portland landscape, featuring impeccable service that has set the standard for nearly 75 years. Enjoy the finest aged steaks, their world famous onion rings, and even Ringside's legendary late night happy hour. Whether it's a special occasion, a business dinner, or just a great night out, make a reservation at ringsidesteakhouse.com today. And by Portland Food Adventures inviting you to listen to Right at the Fork episode number 170 with Proud Mary Coffee's Nolan Hurdy. Then imagine yourself eating and sipping your way through Melbourne, Australia this April for 9 incredible days of VIP treatment at Nolan's favorite places in Proud Mary's home city. It's all at portlandfoodadventures.com under the trips tab. Contact Right at the Fork host Chris Angeles for more information and extra savings on these PFA food journeys. Sure. Well, you know, I mean, everyone
3: likes Italian food. I, you don't usually encounter people that say no. Yeah. No, but, and you know, here... Fuck spaghetti. In,
1: we don't get a lot of Italian in Portland. I mean, there's a little bit, compared to where I came mm-hmm. from in Connecticut. No. I mean, it was like 50% of all restaurants were some derivative of Italian, if not pizza.
3: East Coast, for sure. and And then, too, you know west coast cal you know california you get a lot of italian and east coast and there's a lot of italian you know in cleveland where i grew up and chicago obviously right. has a ton too almost everywhere
1: but when i moved here there was always just kind of northwestern you know derivative italian it wasn't <laughs> real standard northern yeah. and southern italian but there's a little bit now but and you're doing it you're you're into the pizza now
3: you know uh if my my first job when i was uh in in junior high school was italian was my it? um uh, my godparents uh sister had a uh italian restaurant pizza place and so all people whose uh families have uh you know a restaurant you get drafted mm-hmm. not so much anymore you know kids don't want to work so much anymore
1: but uh <laughs> you know i was noticing that you I was looking at a few of your most recent facebook posts but you recently you made a comment about i come from the generation that keeps on that doesn't give up or keeps on trying so exactly what generation is that i was trying to figure that out i 45 does that, yeah so. so where does that end where does the what in your mind <laughs> the drive to keep going at what age are we now how old are the the people who aren't aren't of that generation i'll just put it that way
3: i'd say i, I see an interesting cutoff below the like 38 line
1: 38 yeah well it used to be thirty, but all they're all thirty eight now the thirty yeah. year olds eight years ago
3: yeah it's you know it's um it's different. I don't want to say you know society's changed a lot, you know the uh idea of work ethic has changed a lot, so it's you know I have my own opinions on it that aren't value neutral, but to be value neutral um it's just different.
1: Well, do you think it's, um, a function of parenting where everybody was given a trophy just for showing up?
3: <laughs> you know, I, I, not I, everyone, I shouldn't I, say yeah. everyone, I mean, there's, I mean, obviously I, I read some of that. Um, and you know, I know some people who have children obviously, but, um, and I guess I'll probably end up being around kids more now. But, but, uh, Tanuki, I effectively managed to avoid any contact with children for 11 years. So you had a sign right out front. Well, I mean, that if was I a recall, It was interesting. Cause that was a joke. Cause it's actually, I mean, it's a lot, it's, you know, you go into a bar no and it's minors, 21 right? plus no minors, you know, it's like. And I'd get in arguments with people, and they're like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, you know, someone from the state comes and puts that sticker on my door. I didn't make this up.
1: Well, no, but didn't you have your own in addition to the no minors one? You had a...
3: no sushi, no kids.
1: Right, there Um, you go.
3: But that was just kind of facetious because, you again, people not understanding, like, hey, this isn't a rule I made up. This is the law. Right. And when when I first opened in 2008, um, we opened about six months, I think, after Biwa, and... So there wasn't a lot of familiarity with izakaya food and Japanese food beyond like sushi and teriyaki. Right. And uh, so people come in very upset that I didn't serve sushi. And so it's just kind of a joke. Just big A-frame just to catch them right at the door. No sushi, no kids.
1: Well, it's like um, some of the the more authentic, I could guess I could say, Mexican places. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Nick. Mm-hmm. Zouken's place people expect you know enchiladas with cheese on them and that's not what they're going to get let me
3: turn off my phone
1: oh i probably should do mine too i thought i put it on
3: silent but
1: apparently i'm usually pretty good at turning it off but every once in a while i miss it and mine is probably going to be doing a notification so but nick has that same problem carnitas
3: is the thing he gets a lot of people upset that he doesn't do carnitas and asadas. is right is what he usually tells me people Get upset right. about,
1: and he probably yeah he doesn't react to it at all. He just lets that go.
3: You two are you did, two did, did you did you just say Nick just lets things yeah, go? No, that's not, I was going to say that <laughs> I I was just going to
1: draw the parallel. You didn't look you like Nick. you were being sarcastic. You, you but, two are friends, and I think I I may have met you through Nick's feed years ago, maybe. Facebook feed. I don't know, but you two are two people who don't just let things
3: go. <laughs> Well, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting because I think a lot of people who know me would well would say that I let things go. I'm interested in pursuing the idea of a thing because I want to understand. But as far as like emotional disengagement, I don't hold grudges. I don't stay angry. I don't do those things. So I I, I let go of negativity surrounding it. But if there's a debate going on, I, I want to understand
1: how other people think.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, it's And where they're coming from. You know, because I was thinking about that today, and you don't hold grudges at all. I mean, I can no tell point, you that really. because <laughs> I remember, uh so it would have been back in September, October. So I responded, and sometimes I think, why do I even bother responding? Mm-hmm. I don't feel that strongly about this yeah. issue, but I did. And you slammed me with something, and I remember I was in Spain, uh-huh. and I thought, man, I don't want to get into this. I just... And I, you, you, I kind of backed off and just disappeared into the woods mm-hmm. and let you, you just let it go. And um, so obviously, you either have a bad memory or no. you, you just you do have a memory, and you're just like, I'm not going to hold that against Chris. But it,
3: well, there's nothing to hold against, really. I, mean, I don't it's, know. It's, there was. I mean, f- I don't
1: remember exactly what it was, but I remember thinking, I, I should respond here, but no, I'm having a good time. I think you may Italy. have
3: thought I was angry when I wasn't. It was, it was just like. No, this isn't how we're going to do this today. This is not. Right. This is not going to happen here. You know, there's there's certain amounts of tone policing I do um on my personal page because I don't want people to be intimidated from debate. So, sometimes if certain languages are used and I don't mean like you are using vile language or anything, but no, sometimes wasn't. if if something takes a certain tone, I'll be like, you know what, we're not really going to do that. <laughs> um just because I don't want people, you know, I have a variety I, I keep my friend group really small on that but it's a it's an interesting variety like sometimes someone will like go full force like attacking uh religion or something christianity in particular is you know really popular to uh to attack i was just like you know i have a lot of friends that are very devoutly religious and if you could just not say that about the virgin mary that would be awesome mm-hmm. <laughs> you know just things like that
1: well, I think also in writing, things tend to come across differently. And I think, um, so uh, to reference this, mm-hmm. your Facebook feed, when I first uh, ha- went to add you as a friend, you mm-hmm. said you might not want to do this. <laughs> and I think we talked about that on the last podcast. But, you know, there from my standpoint, it's fairly controversial Or and or I think you're trying to be Funny some of the time? Or just you're amused. True. So you no, 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 no. That's why <laughs> I, I just am uh, oh, no, no, no. That's fire. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't mean it that way. I meant I think you mean I'm things in an amusing. No, you mean things in an amusing way. Yeah. You're, so you're you're that's your forum to be mm-hmm. amusing and to amuse yourself too. Sometimes I put things out there. Really I didn't mean to get into a debate mm-hmm. on this. I was just trying to amuse myself. Yeah. Is, so um I think that's a lot. I think there are people who might view you as a little pissed off when you're r- probably not.
3: Yeah. Oh, there's definitely. And, and and again, it's, it's part of something that's kind of good about keeping my personal page smaller
4: personal, right?
3: is people that are more likely to get that is like, you know, but someone who doesn't know me would think that I'm going on this like rant when I, when right. I'm, when I'm really just like, ha ha, look at the assholes. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. You can usually, it's a safe bet uh, that, you know, all other things being equal, you're probably better off going, I think she finds this amusing right. than I think she's pissed off about it.
1: That's exactly what I yeah. was just trying, you know, that's what I was yeah. trying to say. And I wasn't saying you were attempting to be, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, I, yeah. I think that in many cases you just back off and say, this is her day. And you know, you just reference in the elevator mm-hmm. that you don't sleep very well Yeah. So there are probably mornings where you, yeah, you do, you're just waiting to put it out there.
3: You know, I, I, lack of sleep doesn't make me grouchy either. In fact, even if I am posting angrily or you're saying, usually I'm amused even when I'm angry. Right.
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I can see that. Yeah.
3: P- pissed off and laughing.
1: <laughs> so There's um, worse ways
3: to go through life.
1: So interesting. So I wanted to, we want to talk about um, Tanuki mm-hmm. and the closing of Tanuki. Yeah. Um. So, as part and parcel of that in relation to social media, so you had your own restaurant to, to, when you, when you talked about it, you're speaking from the perspective of your own restaurant. Mm-hmm. And now you're, are you jumping around a little bit or are you just at East mm-hmm. Gleason? No, I'm,
3: I'm at East Gleason. You're
1: at mm-hmm. East Gleason. So. I've
3: actually been working there since October.
1: Oh, that's a long time. So, I
3: actually started before I'd uh, shut Tanuki down.
1: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I didn't commit to, being there mm-hmm. uh, as, as their employee um, at that point. But yeah, when it looked like um, when it looked like it wasn't going to be something I could bounce back from just uh health wise, um, Kristen and Todd, uh, the owners there have been my friends for a long time. Uh, we've known each other and hung out at each other's places for a long time. And they'd come off a, a couple of years of, you know, just having a rough time with uh kitchen management mm-hmm. and, uh, Around the time they came over to my place to discuss some issues they were having, and uh, I was temporarily shut down at the time, and they're like, "Oh, you know, it's a shame we can't just hire you." And I was like, "You know, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> it might be time. I, th- I think I'm done with this." Wow. Yeah.
1: So, do you think, do you think that prompted you to end Tanuki faster, knowing, okay, here's a, here's another option. What was it that moment that you thought, okay, well, maybe I can.
3: No, um, it, it was, um, so the, the reason for, uh, the shutdown that started off as temporary was, uh, and as you know, we've always talked about it, I've always been open about it, is, um, I'm severely allergic to seafood. It was, um, something that started, uh, kind of adult onset and it started mild and it got progressively worse and I'm, I am anaphylactic, uh, allergic, I'm, you know, will die. And I just kept working with it, anyways, because I, you know, I had this business, and I seemed to be doing okay. And things got worse and worse, and my health kept getting worse and worse. And then, so just it's the it proximity
1: became... too. It's not just tasting it; it's the proximity. Yeah, to, mm-hmm. to...
3: yeah. Uh, you know, it's in the air. You know, it's cooking. And uh, you know, Tanuki doesn't have a full kitchen. It never did. It's electric hot plates. There's no hood. And uh, so, you know, if I'm whether I'm steaming it or blanching it or, you know, whatever I'm doing, you know, those fumes are in the air and, uh, it just got progressively worse over time to the point that I was getting desperately ill.
1: Uh, And and how did that, what was the symptom of that? How are you desperately mm, ill? Well,
3: I'm not really big on talking too much about, you know, personal health matters, but it was, it was, uh, you know, you can't breathe, you can't sleep. Uh, it was actually giving me heart trouble
1: but you so. stuck with it for a while to reference what we talked about <laughs> before being of the generation of per- <laughs> persevere. So mm-hmm. with that, you were, you know,
3: you know, it's, uh, I had a lease one I mean, right? you, you they don't just let you out of those cause you're not feeling well. Right. Um, where, where that went is, uh, I was considering, uh, you know, trying to reconcept. I was looking at that, um, took a few weeks break to just recover because I was, you know, just physically a mess at that point. And um I was looking at reconcept. I was like, hey, you know, we'll try to do something else with this, get away from seafood. And uh then my wife got very sick. And uh so I was like, Well, helping out at East Gleason to, you know, bring in some money to pay the rent at Tanuki <laughs> that uh <laughs> um while well, that was closed and I was figuring things out and then just uh needed to be, uh, available to, uh, help out with, uh, with Melissa's, uh, health issues. And, Mm. uh, so that was the point where I just, you know, had to make a decision. And, um, even, even if, uh, it looked like I could have bounced back after the new years, after she started feeling better, um, I just need to make myself more available at home Mm -hmm. and, uh, running Tanuki is not that, uh, six days a week, 15 hours a day is not, uh, conducive to even a good marriage, much less, you know, one where, uh, where you need to be available to help someone out a little bit.
1: And so I would imagine that when you made the decision, it was a big relief once you made the decision, because it sounds like you were grappling with this for a while.
3: Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it's, I think anything being up in the air is stressful. And so I certainly wasn't happy about uh, being in the position where I had to make that decision right. uh, that that did not please me at all but uh it, it was good to just definitively say okay this is it line in the sand give notice to the landlords all that um, and uh, I kind of wanted to keep it on the down low for a while I mean this is a uh, this is the first time I've talked about that there was a, a brief thing in the eater that was just about the temporary like yeah sick seafood i have to figure out what to do but this is actually um the first public announcement that tanuki is done it's gone
1: oh yeah that it is actually um well you made one on facebook that would you would consider you would consider that private uh that that was my private page yeah yeah. that was my personal
3: page uh this is the first public announcement of it oh yeah
1: so is that difficult? For, is it difficult for So I'll you? see
3: you in hell, Tanuki people. <laughs> they all know that. I they will see that. you in hell. They all knew that ahead of no. time. So It's a shame. I'm such a wonderful wife.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Are you, uh, is it difficult at this moment for you to, is it as the public, the public recognition that it's closed?
3: Um, A I, I difficult how?
1: Well, just emotionally. Um, right now?
3: You know, um, not really emotionally so much. I, uh, I try to deflect attention where I can. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really, I don't bear close scrutiny in general. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, uh, there's that. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, it's, it's not particularly difficult. I mean, it's been ongoing for a while and, uh, there was really, I mean, yes, I could have made other choices, but that wouldn't be who I am if I made well, if I made any other choices. So, I mean, every everything I've chosen is inevitable, uh, just based on who I am. So.
1: Well, and also, you know, there's a whole future in front of you. So you have still have decisions to make and mm. and have directions to go.
3: Well, I'm, maybe, I'm 45. There's not that much of a future ahead well, of me. <laughs> don't
1: say that because I'm quite a bit older than that. So I like I always like to think there's a little bit of there's promise and. Uh, You know, there are different things to do. However, you're in a hard industry. So as you get...
3: It is rough on the body. Yeah, it's rough on the body.
1: It's rough emotionally. It takes a toll. So um, what were some of the other concepts that you had considered changing it to?
3: Uh, Really just trying to figure out a way to get, you know... I I mean, I wanted to stay with sake and Japanese whiskey. It wasn't, Mm -hmm. you know, switching, you know, completely to a different thing. But um, just trying to get away from all the seafood. And it... um, I think what that came down to in aside from, you know, my personal, uh, issues, my home life, um, deciding that it wasn't feasible to be running this business. Well, with that going on, um, I think it was just realizing that it would be kind of silly to drag it out. Some things are a moment in time and it, it just seemed like it would be trying to cling to something that had its moment already, you know, kind of like, a the things you throw overboard in a crisis, uh, sure. You could probably dredge them up later, but they tend to suffer a sea change and not for the better. I think it was really, uh, necessary to let it go.
1: Do you still have any interest in, um, the retail side of the business? Cause you've always had some wonderful things that you offered up. Oh, yeah. Um, are you still going to be doing that?
3: Uh, no, cause I'm, I'm fully committed. I'm, uh, I'm managing over at East Gleason. I'm, I'm their chef now. So you can't pop up somewhere else. I I might do some little pop-up type things that might be fun. Uh, Mm -hmm. I've actually, you know, talked with Nick, uh, over at me, Meromole about potentially doing some stuff. Uh, Paul Willenberg, uh, who's really into sake, um, who I met when I first opened Tanuki. Um, he's gotten into, uh, doing sake, and, uh, he's been doing, he's
1: into a lot of things.
3: He, he's a busy guy that Paul, I know. he's also, <laughs> um, he
1: makes some great pizza too. He
3: does great things. Uh, have you ever been to any of his little pop-up sake things at a uh, pizzeria? Otto?
1: No, I haven't been to that. I went to his pop-up pizza mm. thing at, uh, at his house. No, it was a winery.
3: Oh, okay. Oh yeah. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh the, uh, yeah.
1: Refresh my, <laughs> your memories, but your memory is 15 years younger than mine. So.
3: I, I do remember what he did. He did. Uh, he actually did uh, the uh, Tonato on, on fry bread pizza with, right. uh, with prosciutto.
1: Yeah, it was, it was it fantastic. Was really yeah. I just sat with him over at uh, what's it called? Churchgate Station.
3: I've never been there.
1: Yeah, well, it's just open. Well, if you ago. do
3: see on his uh, on his timeline, uh, he does occasionally pop up at Pizzeria Auto. I and, have uh, seen that. And they, uh, they'll do a special pizza that pairs with the sake and then, of course, all their regular menu, too. And uh, I'm good friends with those guys over there. Uh, Sam is awesome. You,
1: how, what is the reason that you seem to be f- friends with a lot of pizza people?
3: Uh, i I am a friendly bitch i am am a bitch of peace and joy i could find any any food category you're right there well i mean tanuki was always an industry hangout above anything else so you know just you know the circles of people that uh i moved to portland after uh you know being in new zealand and just pretty much landed sought a spot out opened it and so Pretty much anyone I know, I know through Tanuki because I wasn't anywhere else. It was, right. you know, Tanuki, go home, take a shower, Tanuki.
1: I don't remember if we covered this or not because I, I couldn't remember it even if we discussed it two weeks ago. But mm-hmm. um, did you have, you, have you told us what got you here from New Zealand, how you got to Portland from New Zealand? What was the impetus for that?
3: Uh, there, was a, there was a stayover in uh, California for a little bit because all our stuff was stuck there, um, uh, got held up. Um, but, you know, just coming back from there and looking for somewhere to land. Um, part of it was there had to be a great food scene, which, uh, was just, uh, just starting was when, just, when I arrived and, was that uh, five, uh, 07,
1: oh, seven Okay. Yeah.
3: Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were a couple little things, but he, like Le pigeon was new. Everything was new. Pock Pock was new at that time.
1: Yeah, no, um, 07 was, that's like when country, cat when Adam left mm-hmm. Wildwood, went to open country cat, yeah. 07 was pretty significant time.
3: And, uh, so there was the factor that it had to have, um, a not quite there, but a growing, uh, culinary scene. It had to have reasonable rates. You know, uh, Portland is no longer reasonable to do business in, right. but at the time it was wildly affordable and, uh it had to be a place where uh, my wife's uh, license to practice uh, because not all states have reciprocity. So those were, uh, those were the guidelines, was it had to be a place where I could do business and it had to be a place uh, that had reciprocity with her licensure. What does she practice? Uh, clinical psychology. Oh.
4: Yeah.
1: And then,
3: it is amazing that someone in mental health would be with me. That's <laughs> that, <laughs> I'm glad I didn't that just think boggles that. the fucking mind, doesn't it? <laughs> I was
1: actually you were there, but I was stuck on choosing Portland the because you were looking for a bastion of liberalism.
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> just a place where you could wallow in all the mm-hmm. uh, all the 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 social mindset.
3: You know, Portland was much more libertarian back then than it is in '07. Yeah.
1: Really. Yeah.
3: Or Oregon, especially, but Portland was.
1: Yeah, well, Portland Oregon was kind
3: is, of on the cusp, and now it's kind of gone. How do you th- what What do you think changed that? Fucking Californians. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, moving so those here with us, their crazy ways. <laughs> so
0: then, I, then followed by people from Connecticut.
1: I was going to say Connecticut and Utah. Got, court came from Utah. U- Utah. Yeah. 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 He's got his. That is the coolest jazz
4: mm-hmm.
1: hat. Which, by the way, the dumbest name in the world, the Utah Jazz. Well, it, it's the
0: it's the history. They came from New Orleans. I know. And they they, they just, came from they, New it's Orleans. Like the, it's like the Lakers. It's like the Dodgers. Those all came from where they came well, from. That is true. All right, when you put it that way, but it does, shouldn't require such a long explanation. I, we, if well, I, I know, but if if it were today, they would make them change their name. Back in the late seventies, early eighties, they didn't. Who, who knows? I don't have to explain myself. I just love the Jazz. You just need to explain your wardrobe. <laughs> we have is, no, is
3: that a, is that a sports ball team?
0: That's a sports ball sports team, yeah. Ball. yeah, 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 ah. and, and and they're they're playing the uh, local sports ball team tonight, and so I had to oh, make sure, ah. people where, um... uh, just just... sure people know where is it here? No, it's there. Oh, <laughs> so you're just making sure people know where I lie
3: on the issue. Nobody's around. It's
0: MLK. I don't know, I know. the sports.
3: me? Yeah. I don't know any of the sports. I love the sports ball <laughs> terminology It's a sports ball
1: team. Should that it? doesn't include hockey, then, right? Sports ball. Nope. Can't be done with it. I'm
3: sure there's some balls involved somewhere.
1: It's a flatten <laughs> it's a flattened ball. It's a yeah. So Smashed. Um and then what got what brought you to New Zealand?
3: Uh that I'd uh just gotten headhunted to uh to um they they were having the big uh tourism boom because of Lord of the Rings and all that. New Zealand <laughs> tourism had just boomed and they didn't really have uh, people to anything, do stuff. Yeah, they yeah. didn't have anything for had Sheep to do things, but yeah. not so many people.
0: I think that continues today because every now and then I'll see mm-hmm. somebody post some sort of article, and there are parts of New, uh, New Zealand and even Australia where they don't have enough skilled, not either yeah. skilled laborers or people in like specialized industries to actually do the yeah. work. And so they said, "Hey, come come live in this Wonderland." Yeah, and they didn't we, have
3: the fine dining people to to do what tourism required. They want you know they needed. High end, high ticket places, and they didn't have people to do it. So uh, I uh, got brought over on uh, what's called an exceptional talent. Um, oh, that's uh, awesome. You yeah. can
1: hang that on your wall uh, for your life.
3: Yes. I don't, have, I don't <laughs> Exceptional have talent. Like that. yeah. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking talented. Oh, yes, you are. <laughs> I, I, I take cold things and make them warm. Yeah, <laughs> on hot plates. I, I take things that are big and chop them into little pieces. It's really. Uh, you know the the whole chef culture. I I don't quite understand the fascination. I have to admit, because I'm just like, this is what I did because I didn't go to school and I didn't want to be a burden on society. So I cook things. I, the whole uh, chef groupie culture is, uh, to this day, endlessly fascinating and amusing to me.
1: Do you do you watch it? And then uh, it's amusing, but when you see, it's kind of permeated a little bit in Portland. And oh. I, oh, yeah. I mean, it's part of what I've done too—is mm-hmm. celebrate the. Big, and I'll tell you why I have done it. Mm-hmm. And from your standpoint, so you, I think, take it for granted because you've done it from a young age and you've done it well. I see some inc- just delicious, tasty food. People that can multitask mm-hmm. to no end because I just can't even. You can't eat when I'm cracking an egg. Don't mm-hmm. talk to me. <laughs> so um, and so, when I first. When I came to Portland and started sitting at chefs' counters, I said, and given the fact that we don't have a lot of sports ball teams Mm -hmm. here, a couple, but not where I came from in New York, where sports was big, and I thought these are kind of our. This is the this is exactly the Mm -hmm. antithesis of what you think. I thought (laughs) these are rock stars in my not necessarily that word. But I thought these are really cool people that need to be celebrated. They work hard. So Mm -hmm. you talked about how hard. I I like hard work. Yeah. So people, they work really hard and they produce something that gives a lot of people pleasure. There aren't a lot of professions that can necessarily say that, you know, you can have a great doctor Mm -hmm. and maybe give you some pleasure in fixing a problem. Well, they've
3: cut back on the opioids, so they don't really (laughs) anymore so much. Right. (laughs) Doctors used to give people pleasure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well... Or they've tried, but at any rate, I, I didn't mean to get into that profession.
3: But um, I'm just here to bemoan the good old days.
1: Yeah, yeah. My... everything
3: sucks, and the kids are smoking dope. It's terrible. What in the good old days? <laughs> no, now. Now. They're joking, joking.
1: Um, well, things have changed a lot, right? Yeah.
3: So, but, you... but I, I mean, I think it's great what you do, and, and I totally understand that to some people they see it, and it's really interesting and fascinating to them, but. You know, like you said, it's I've been doing this my entire life—not even my entire adult life. When I was a kid, I was doing it, and to me, it is menial labor. It is just manual hard work but to you, me.
1: But you don't see what you produce—that's delicious—and people praise you a lot. Is is noteworthy, and and you're extremely talented. What was the term you used?
3: Uh, exceptional talent. Exceptional
1: yeah exceptional talent yeah. you know you don't see yourself <laughs> that way
3: no, not really it's it's i mean it's it's a craft, so there's you know there's certain parts of it that are you know um artistic, although I hate referring to cooking as an art, it's a craft it's you know you do it well and it's something to be proud of if you do it well but it's it's hard for me to find it fascinating any any more well, than I think anyone oh you that know, I um, can understand
1: yeah. yeah, you don't find it fascinating, but um you know you one of the things that that anybody who knows you knows that you, your industry brothers and sisters have have a lot of respect for you. They love your food. They'll stop what they're doing on a Wednesday <laughs> to go pick up what you're selling. Right? So um, that's
3: people are very kind.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, but they don't have to be. We're in a town where they don't yeah. have to be necessarily kind to one person but you've, you've honestly ca- i
3: think they're scared of me yeah, well,
1: that, that's a <laughs> little bit so so you think that, <laughs> that, that the uh when they when they're purchasing you know some delicious things that you're selling that's really of like a kind of a, a mafia form of, of buying you off to leave you so, <laughs> so that you buy my soup i'll
3: put my clog up your ass yes, yeah.
1: exactly keep you know, keep I, them safe. i make
3: delicious soup it's true
1: um yeah so you know that anyway so um so you may do that once in a while but you're right now committed to oh yeah yeah uh,
3: for for the foreseeable future for
1: the for, and yeah. are you enjoying it and what's your what's your best pizza we i have to go that's <laughs> got i'm that's going to go right to the top of my you pizza list because i just went to pizza jerk for the first time in a while the other day love tommy yeah. Well yeah. he's got the clam jam over there. Would yeah. you make a white clam with no shells?
3: Oh you can't. <laughs> you can't now. I'm sorry. Well I I, I mean I could. I would yeah, but you, I'd, 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 go there. I'd make them do it on my day off. Mm.
1: <laughs> yeah, why well, go there? That was I'm sorry I wasn't putting two and two together yeah. really quickly. My brain isn't. No,
3: really... but definitely um, if you're looking at what to do there, uh, the Detroit pizza is what everyone's talking right right now. That's uh that's Tuesday and Saturday only though. The do the uh, dough is a two day process. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, something we do twice a week. And and the lasagna is fantastic. That's a Sunday only thing. Make up, you know, the pasta in house, making the cheese in house. Let's hear a
1: little bit of your lasagna because I just went to Bologna and mm-hmm. I had lasagna that I had never had. Mm-hmm. So how do you make your lasagna?
3: Well, actually, uh, Max is making the lasagna, not me.
1: Okay. Well, how does <laughs> Max make the lasagna because you praised it? So.
3: Very very, very carefully does Max make the lasagna. <laughs> uh, but if that's it's, it's... the recipe, just be careful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> careful, careful. <laughs> Pretty much like that. Um, it's, a, you know, uh, fresh eggs uh, from uh, Kristen's uh, friend's chickens, their farm. Um, really fresh eggs, just really simple, simple ingredients. Uh, great tomatoes, great eggs in the pasta, and uh, homemade cheese with fresh milk. Okay. So, very nice. Yeah.
1: So the one thing that I that caught my attention over there we mm-hmm. ordered lasagna and the pasta layers there were mm-hmm. a lot of them were oh, yes. so thin mm-hmm. so thin and you I, and it wasn't very tomatoey it wasn't red it was more brown it was mm-hmm. almost like and yeah I took my butter knife about an eighth of an inch in mm-hmm. and just took it and it just sliced and fell off
3: I, I think you're you're going to find that to be true of this too. Okay. Um now it it, it is more of a red uh red sauce. Right. Um, well I think but,
1: that's a little more of the
3: American. Yeah. But so. it's it's fairly fairly traditional. I mean you look at it um you know, as you start heading more towards uh Naples is where you start getting the more tomato based. Mm-hmm. Um so it's not like the heavy cooked like meat sauce like Italian American. Very, very simple, you know, very good crushed tomatoes, a little bit of crushed chili little bit of crushed garlic and let's take a quick moment
0: right here uh, Chris to talk about one of our favorite places to eat in Portland ringside steakhouse
3: and it's not
5: like we discovered it and we're the only ones who have it as a favorite it's been around for 75 years in the uh, Peterson family and uh, of course it is it is the go-to place for business meetings, business dinners, and special occasions. Birthdays.
0: And just, I saw birthdays there the other day when I was there.
5: Right. But it's not a—it's not only a special occasion place. And it's not just about those great steaks, which, by the way, there isn't a steak you can order there that isn't fantastic. Or the prime rib on Monday nights to have that $35 special. Oh, yeah. That's fantastic. Yep. But the rest of their menu is is vast and delicious as well. They have some great fish. I just had, you know, when I used to go out, I ordered onion soup all the time. Mm-hmm. Portland isn't known for classic dishes. Right. Everything is creative. and, um, But at, at ringside, you're going to get classics, spin on classics. But that, that onion soup is something that um, was always a staple of mine. And ever since I've move to Portland. I don't see it that often on menus. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ringside's is, uh, is absolutely delicious. And if you're having a what we call a Jones for Onion Soup.
0: That's the place to go. Onion soup, oh, yeah.
5: Get over to Ringside. I'll also mention um, they're doing a special promotion for the Portland Auto Show coming up. If you go to at Portland Auto Show and use the hashtag why we go to the show On Sunday the 27th, on the last day of the show, Mm -hmm. uh, the auto show folks are going to pick a winner uh, who gives the best reason $200 gift card to Ringside Steakhouse. So if you want to go to Ringside and maybe find a way to go for nothing, uh, just a little time on Instagram, that's the way to do it.
0: Very nice. I would I would also recommend that uh you that maybe as you uh you know, try to try to win yourself to Ringside that you just go to ringsidesteakhouse.com and make yourself reservations for this weekend.
5: That's always a good idea or or during the week. Yep. I'm Sure, they'd love to have you then. Oh yeah.
0: Tuesdays are great.
5: There you go. Any day of the week, Ringside Steakhouse.
1: So, is your life easier now?
3: <laughs> yeah. Um I I don't think I could ever let my life get easy. It's, it's pleasant. I really love being there. Um, like I said, you know, Kristen and Todd are really good friends of mine. They're fantastic people. Um, they treat their employees really well. So it's, it's really a happy place to be. But Um, not
1: having full responsibility for an establishment.
3: I think I take a lot of responsibility. I'm I'm compulsively well, responsible, so I'm right, I'm always there grasping doing at some things. some of the
1: financial things and yeah. some of the scheduling. I do not
3: have to pay the bills. Right, that's
1: nice. exactly. Not having to pay the bills yeah. and not having to make sure everything's square. Yeah, I'm sure you do some of that, but at the end of the day, you're not. The buck doesn't stop with you. Yeah.
3: I'm I'm trying to take a little stress off them where I can and 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 ease uh, some of those things off them. But yeah, ultimately, uh, ultimately, it's theirs, and uh, I just. You know, really, my goal there is to make them happy, mm-hmm. take some burdens off them, and make their customers happy. So,
1: and so, do you have any? I should have prompted. I should have keyed you in on this beforehand, oh, no. just so you'd have time to think. Is Spangler about it.
3: coming back?
1: No, no, no. I no. want a chicken sandwich.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: has he come in and had your pizza? Um,
3: he hasn't been in since I've been there, but uh, he's he's been in there um, actually one time just randomly. Um, I went in as a customer and he was there to uh, to check out their Detroit pizza.
1: Oh nice. Um but no what I was going to ask you is do you have so <laughs> Some of the most noteworthy Facebook the posts The look on I your face
3: is so full of mischief right now. That
1: <laughs> Do I actually terrifying. have that look? Do you, I have that yeah. I, and did I terrify Janice Martin? I, <laughs> let's, uh, let's go down a record court. That's going to be the just the headline of <laughs> the podcast. Now we're going to lead with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not possible. No,
3: Impish look on Chris's face. No, and I, <laughs> but, Horrifies local chef. Film at um, six.
1: And maybe I'm violating your privacy because I'm on your private feed, but... Some of my favorite posts are when you had uh, customers who you viewed as like the <laughs> nightmare on Elm Street and you would tell us about them are there any that you might share with us that you remember some of your worst customer experiences at tanuki
3: oh dear god there were there were so many and, 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 you know, <laughs> I, that. I mean it was it was either um I, I have to say tanuki was a place of extremes, so it's. Most people were just fantastic and delightful to have there, but there were some people who did not enjoy what we were. And rather than say, this is not for me and go, they had to make an issue of it. I I did have a guy.
1: And you kicked people out when that happened. Like, boy, I wish I had that that restaurant (laughs) cam.
3: Yeah. There there were some interesting uh, ejections, but, uh, we used to do those giant one liter cans of, uh, Asahi, the truly huge ones. And, uh, I did have a guy throw an entire liter of Asahi in my face in the middle of Friday service once, so mm-hmm. that was a good one.
1: And how did how was he ejected? I assume.
3: Well, with extreme prejudice. It was. It was actually interesting because as I was throwing him and his friend out, physically, while
1: they, like uh, did you grab them by the the collar? No, no. Oh, okay.
3: I. I I was menacing in the way like one of those small little Australian creatures with huge teeth might. Right. But uh, I try not to touch people if I can avoid it because... You can't. Yeah. One, one, I don't like touching people and, and, <laughs> and two, assault. But uh, yeah, it, he, and, he and his friend, as I was ejecting them from the place, uh, his, their wives showed up and his wife's like, what's going on? I was like, your husband just assaulted me and you should get him out of here because the police are going to be here soon. Well, that that. was quite
1: nice of you to help them avoid the police confrontation. Yeah, that's the kind of person you are. I
3: I just give and I
1: give.
3: (laughs) A fucking humanitarian.
1: (laughs) Are there any others that that uh, special people that you want to commemorate?
3: Oh, the special people's club. Um.
1: I mean this is what people love.
3: They love to the come
1: they want to hear the restaurant confrontation. Oh
3: yes, because people don't already think I'm a crazy bitch. It's like, oh look, it's Tanuki no, talking about all the people you she know, threw out. Let's
1: so there are s- surely people from the industry listen to this podcast, but there are others who don't know who Janice n- d- didn't know Tanuki didn't mm-hmm. know Janice Martin, and you are perfectly happy that they didn't know you and they didn't I'm know I am perfectly about content with that. Yeah, exactly. So but but to um, you know to share some of the love with them
3: i'm uh, i'm temperamentally ill suited to notoriety really <laughs> yeah i remember when i fir- you know i have
1: this gift certificate program and i and i contacted you because someone had said they mm-hmm. wanted to re- uh refer their Was it hold know-
3: fast I think it might have been the guys, that hold, have been the
1: guys that hold fast. There were so. quite, probably quite a few mm. along the way who, when I asked for their favorites list would mm. put Tanuki. So I kind of res- didn't for a while. So I probably mm-hmm. on the hold fast, like the yeah. third time, fourth time, I contacted you and said, you know, I don't necessarily want these people in my... <laughs>
3: <laughs> in my restaurant, who are preferred from Holdfast. Sorry, Holdfast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I love you guys, really. I love that. It was year,
1: in, in my eight years of doing that, it's the, you're the only one to respond that I really don't want these people in my bar.
3: Well, I mean, it, I, I, I would mitigate mm. that a little bit. I was, I was like, yeah, I don't do gift certificates because... They don't I've, understand why yeah. they're coming. Well, it's like, at, at that point, there's an entitlement, which is, you know, they spent money. And they have this thing, and, and since tu- Tanuki was so not for everyone, right? it was such a specific thing, and it was really hard to get into, it, you know, it just... It, the chance of, of disappointing people was very, very high, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I know it'll shock people to know that that's actually not my goal, is to disappoint people. It no, ha- not It at happened all. a lot, inevitably, but... Yeah, I try not to piss people off if I can avoid it.
1: Well, but you had something that a lot of people weren't familiar with. And not only that, you really would have preferred just to have a bar with a little bit of food. And Mm -hmm. from what I understand, but regulations turned you into. Gotta have a full menu. Yeah, (laughs) gotta have a full menu. And so so instead of focusing, you know, behind in the kitchen or in the bar on doing some things Mm -hmm. you really want to do, you had to spend a lot of time in a tiny little kitchen. Mm-hmm. And also you don't you get a little credit or you get some of the credit from Maya Lovelace now, right? You kind of taught her some of the ropes.
3: Oh, Maya's her own person. I I I wouldn't say I get any credit. You know, I I definitely tried to, you know, get word of mouth out, you know, about her because, you know, she did wonderful work for me. Um no, I think Maya was her own person, and with or without me, she'd be but, where she is.
1: Oh, okay. So she, you don't think she learned some new skills with you that she's taken and and used to create her own successes?
3: You know, I I, I hope I would I would like to hope that uh, that she learned some things, but I don't know honestly if I could say she learned things from me. She might not have learned elsewhere. Right. Um, yeah, perhaps but- perhaps better, perha- perhaps worse. I mean you know, that's, that was the whole point of, uh, of having staff at Nuki was to mentor. Um, that's what I've always done. And, uh, you know, they've all gone on to do great things. And Luatapalaya. I was just going
1: to ask you some of the others. And
3: yeah. And Tapalaya is doing fantastic work. Um, they've, you know, been making a lot of changes lately and, um, it's a great place. It's, you know, one of my favorites in town. And, uh, and uh, Mauricio, uh, who worked for me, Mauricio Prado, he's uh he's a sous chef over at Lamoul now. So
1: That's one of my favorite places. Isn't it fantastic? Yeah. I love that place. Well, if anybody's ever looking for a romantic evening, yes. then the booths and the bar <laughs> at La Moule or even the bar itself with Nathan over there. Sometimes. Anywhere
3: there is lovely, really. Yeah, you know, yeah
1: but I like the I like the mm-hmm the bar at the booth yeah. back there low
3: lighting works well for me yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um yeah i i would almost take a corporate horror job just so i could spend every night at lemuel but
2: <laughs>
3: not quite hear, ready to go that far yet that?
1: <laughs> Aaron and and folks over at lemuel so um uh so there's them and then maya you it's pretty awesome where maya lovelace has gone i you know i okay, first really so i learned about her from following tanuki i don't know mm-hmm. necessarily know, at and then when she started doing her pop-ups, mm-hmm. I went to one of the first ones and I remember thinking, man, this woman is a, is just pretty awesome. <laughs> she's and, a
3: force of nature, it's true. Yeah, and I and I
1: said to who who was I with? I don't or maybe it was somebody afterwards. I said she's going to be the next big thing in this city. Oh, absolutely. And that was a while ago. And she and is. She's still, but she still hasn't opened her yeah. own. Yeah, she is. And she's still got a long, you know, a lot of wonderful things in front of her. Yeah, So I,
3: I think she's, I think she's getting ready to open. Like I saw her put out a call for staff. So
1: yeah, no, I, it's, I think it's we're coming.
3: It's coming up fast. In the next That's month awesome. Or two.
1: It's going to be pretty cool. And uh, she's really been playing around with her menu mm-hmm. a lot too. So um, yeah, I've
3: seen some little sample things. And Looks fantastic! It's, it's going to be you huge.
1: For, hit. for a recipe or menu advice, or
3: no, she doesn't need that for me. Well, you know,
1: <laughs> it's 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 funny how quickly you chuckled on that one.
3: No, I mean she doesn't. It, I mean, one, it's a completely different thing, and, and well, you're two,
1: friends, and she respects you yeah. as a as a professional,
3: as a professional. Yep. I don't know if she ever saw me behave professionally before. <laughs> I I don't I don't know that Tanuki was a beacon of professionalism. Now I am. I think in general I am. But Tanuki was Tanuki was its own little universe. It it was kind of outside of space and time. And um
1: what are you gonna miss most?
3: Being god of my own personal universe was nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Beholden to no one, no staff, nothing. Um I had one you know, one staff person was always how I ran the place. Just one person in front and me in back and helping out in front. And then uh the last uh the last nine months I went to no staff, just me bartending, waiting the tables and cooking. Really? Yeah, last nine months were just me.
1: Wow. Yeah. And how many seats in, in... uh twenty. That's a lot of people to take care of. I every night.
3: I am much more energetic than I look. <laughs>
1: yeah well no you have to be energetic i wouldn't question that for a second but you know that was another
3: thing about you know when people thought the rules were like some kind of chefly ego i was like no this is exactly how it needs to work for this to happen right and uh yeah
1: well and the other thing that people know but just lay people who go to restaurants when you're running the front of the house and the back of the house you didn't just show up at five o'clock. you were there prepping all day all morning and all day, and it's just yeah. it's all consuming
3: I was so, usually there seven a m till midnight or one a m Wow most days yeah
1: so um did you feel aside from your health issues mm-hmm. financially was it a good thing was it was it just sustaining you? Did you have times where you were
3: it had its ups and downs? So it, we're- it definitely had its ups and downs, uh, when, when I started having a lot of health problems dealing with food because, you know, one day it was just, you know, a shrimp leg got in under my fingernail. And next thing you know, I wake up, passed out on the floor mm. and, uh, closed for three, four, four days. I think that shut me down. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was, uh, during my entire prep time, it was wearing a mask, wearing gloves it, and, uh.
1: That is that is powering through. That is, you're a generation. I don't even know of that generation. You're a generation unto yourself. Maybe uh, I don't know. The greatest generation. Um,
3: the alpha and the omega. Yeah. Yeah. And um, in retrospect, it was probably slightly insane. Um, it
1: sounds it to me. I didn't want to say. It made that, so but much I love sense in the moment you to where you can say everything.
3: It made sense at the time. It really did. Um, now I well, look back and go, okay, that was probably a little unhinged. But well, but at the time you're in
1: it yeah. and you have to, make, you don't have a lot of options, right? So yeah. what am I going to do? J- just shut this down. And is there anything else you think you'd be good at
3: <laughs> outside of uh, the restaurant in industry? Well, I was a musician.
1: Okay. Yeah. So you think you can make a living doing that?
3: And, and, and like all failed musicians, I opened a bar.
1: Right. So, so. what do you play?
3: Huh? Uh, a lot of things. Um, uh far as like rock music, um uh, I played primarily bass and baritone guitar, but mm-hmm. played a fair number of classical instruments too, flute, you, piano.
1: Can we find saxophone. you around town at all?
3: <laughs> no. I, I don't like uh I don't like attention. I don't like being on stage. <laughs>
1: But well, that doesn't really you know, work for the music you know, the, business.
3: The whole, the whole, you know, no photos, no pictures, don't look at me. That, that doesn't <laughs> and, really, and that doesn't really of, work
4: for you. And on top
1: of that, fuck you.
3: <laughs>
1: as the <as> last, <laughs>
3: don't talk to me, don't look at me, don't touch me, fuck you. Yeah, that's that doesn't really work. Well, well for you that would industry. have done
1: really well in Hollywood in the in the late seventies in the punk industry because that's pretty much what it was. Yeah. Um, but so well, to be a good musician, you have to play. Yeah. Fairly often. Do you just play at home?
3: Um, I don't really anymore. My hands are wrecked <laughs> from years and years and years of cooking. Um, so, yeah, I, I noodle around a little bit. I write, but um, no, I don't really play that much.
1: What would you say um, you had? To, so one thing about Tanuki is I'm guessing you've had a lot of wonderful regulars mm-hmm. that came in there. Oh, yeah. So did you get to say goodbye to them or did you close down? And if you didn't, what would you say to them?
3: Well, I mean, that was, that was kind of the unfortunate thing is, um, with, um, I, I decided I'd announced that I was going to do a bunch of desa- dates in December to, uh, to try to have that whole farewell thing. But, uh, that is, uh, when, when my wife got sick, so, um, that just got tabled. And so I'm uh, honestly, you know. What I'd say to them is, sorry about that. Um, I mean, I, I made promises that I uh, didn't keep, which is very unlike me. But, uh, yeah,
1: yeah I, I regret not being able way. to do that. Is she doing better now?
3: Oh, yeah. yeah, Good. Getting better.
1: Well, that's good. Thank so, you for asking. So everything's getting better all the time. Oh, yeah. Not all the time. You know, at this time, it's getting better.
3: You know, Tanuki was a great moment of time. But, uh, you know, as as the revelation that I just had that you prompted that was probably really crazy probably should have ended earlier but uh you know before all the health problems set in but uh i think things tend to happen the way they need to um i think if i'd ended it when it made more sense to end it uh for my health there would have been been those nagging regrets yeah and and instead of nagging regrets it was just very definitive no this can't happen anymore so not having space to second guess yourself um it can sound really bad at, at the time, but um, it's it's actually kind of healing. Just going, this couldn't have happened any other way.
1: Well, right, and I think what you yeah. just said is is very important that you yeah. you didn't leave it with wondering what could it have been. Yeah. You knew what it was and took it to as far as you could
4: take it.
3: Yeah, there was there was no wondering like, did I give up too soon? Did you know? Did I just quit? Did I? No, no, it it couldn't have happened any other way. And like I said, the big regret is not. Uh, not giving all the regulars and everything a chance to say goodbye, but they they can come and see me at Lemoore.
1: I was just <laughs> going to say that. Or they can come and eat pizza.
3: Lemour or expatriate. I hang out at fantastic places. I've they can a, come see me there.
1: I I can't say I'm at expatriate a lot, but I've been I was just there last week. I haven't run into you there. I'll have to do that sometime. Yeah. I need to buy you a drink.
3: You do need to buy me a drink. At
1: least one.
3: I would love a free drink.
1: Oh, you get yeah. a free drink. Yeah. Um, Uh,
3: Actually, what I love doing there is, you know, um, going there with uh, with a couple of my friends and watching the uh, blind dates occur and judging them harshly. Oh,
1: God. There's nothing like sitting at a bar listening to two people, you know, who just uh met on something on some platform and are sitting there talking about each other. And it's because I've done Mm -hmm. it so much. Mm -hmm. And then you start realizing what an idiot one sounds. Oh, yeah. One can sound like.
3: It's probably helpful, you know. If when I'm I I haven't dated since I was a kid, um, I've been You're married. You're still
1: here. a kid, I think. <laughs> you don't have any gray hair.
3: Well, a little bit. Oh come on. <laughs> yes, my clean living has kept me young. Exactly. Uh, no, it's it's going to be uh, 21 years in February that I've been married. So. Wow. Yeah. So that's I a long run. So, you know, to someone who does still date though, I mean it's it's great to look at people be assholes, I imagine, and go, okay, maybe I'm going to stop doing that now that I see it from the other side.
1: Well, I thought a long time ago and still ended mm-hmm. up doing it for a while. But right now I'm <laughs> right now I'm off the market, which is really awesome. Because well, i have not able to that. Say that for a long time. Or out of the market. I want I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna presume that my like, oh, I've taken myself off mm-hmm. the market. The mm-hmm. world is mm-hmm. not uh, not as pro- <laughs> pro- it's not as promising for the world. No, it's the other way around. I don't have to l- be looking anymore lo- or thinking about it anyway. That's it, so um,
3: it takes but, a lot of time and effort the whole dating thing,
1: yeah, and you must have seen it at Tanuki. You must have seen two people there, oh God, trying to horrific. impress each other <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh God, <laughs> so sad, so tragic <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Did, I just felt so bad for people. <laughs> what percentage of people do you think were there
1: on a first date? Oh, there was a lot. Yeah, a I lot. Would imagine it would have to be.
3: There were definitely, like, um, you know, dating app kind of things going on that I'd observe, But also a lot of people, especially my friends in the industry, would say that, you know, that they used Tanuki to judge oh. the, the people, you know, whether they would work out or not. It's like, well, if they can hang it Tanuki, if they like this, they can... You know they're probably a pretty cool person.
1: That's like you remember. You may or may not remember one of my favorite scenes in Diner. Remember that movie? That was the first one I got on VHS. That's uh, how long ago that was. You were just a, a child, a sprout, a sprout. But um, she, he made his wife take the Baltimore Colts test, and if she, she did not pass it, she was. <laughs> they were not getting married. So that's. Uh, now, nowadays, to yeah. update it, the modern version of that is how yeah. you're going to deal with Tanuki and Janice. Is, when Janice comes <laughs> out, how are you going to treat Janice? <laughs> yeah.
3: Can you put up with Janice's shit? Uh, one of my favorite, you, know, you were asking about customer stories, but date stories was this just insanely gorgeous woman and this guy who was not and he, a
1: gorgeous one he wasn't a gorgeous woman
3: this guy was not a gorgeous woman. you know what i shouldn't assume someone's uh gender identity <laughs> right. but he was emphatically not um <laughs> it, it, there is there is a differential in uh in attractiveness there and he didn't want to buy the bottle of sake that she wanted he wanted to get the cheapest one on the list and she wasn't going for the most expensive but it was you know it was mid-range and uh I just after watching him haggle with this gorgeous woman for a while, I just went over and I was like, you yeah, know, if did, you don't buy it for her, I'm going to. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes... She got her bottle I'm of sake, say, by the way.
1: <laughs> those, I'm going to say, those of us need to be called on our cheapness yes, here and there. Yes, yes. So, um, yeah, at some point it just goes, just stop and just, uh, just get through that date anyway in a yeah. positive way. So... Um, Getting and
3: through a date in a positive way means you buy her the nice sucker. Exactly. <laughs> that's it. Just, Just you know, get her the nice booze.
1: I got stories too where I didn't <laughs> do that. So, uh, and it, it either comes back to haunt you
3: or it's a really
1: good indication on how someone handles that. Yeah. So uh, I'm not going to stop and tell that story now because we're almost done. We're almost out almost, of time. Well, what do you have? Uh, do you have any fun plans for the future um, that are outside of work?
3: I don't tend to do anything outside was, of work. I, I thought you were going to say no. I, but I, uh, I, I
1: was hoping that you'd say, I'm going to take a trip here or do something.
3: Um, you know, um, waiting for Yuja Wang to tour the U.S. again. So, wherever she ends up playing next, because she had to cancel her last Portland show, wherever Yuja Wang is, I will probably take time off and go see her.
1: Okay. So and she's probably listening to this podcast.
3: Oh, yeah, I'm she sure she is. Yeah. She
1: knows that. Yeah. So but if you could, if money and time and logistics weren't an obstacle, what would you would you want to travel? What would so you want to do? If
3: reality do? was suspended Exa- entirely. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> what would you want to do?
3: Um, I would go see a lot of symphonies and operas. Oh nice. Yeah. I'd, I would uh, I would travel to a lot of opera houses if there was money, no object.
1: Do you go to the, see whatever operas are here? I don't even know what operas are in Portland, but I know there's symphonies.
3: Yeah. Um, I, the Oregon symphony is quite good. I've been to uh, a number of things. They had a fantastic um, uh, Itzhak Perlman uh, was here not too long ago, about a year and a half ago. And uh, Yo-Yo Ma and actually Yuzha Wang had a performance I had fifth row tickets for, and she got sick and canceled. Oh, no. It broke my heart. But... Uh, yeah, uh, Oregon Symphony is great. I love going to uh, Seattle. Is pretty much the only work tri- you know trips outside of Portland I've taken since I moved here has been to uh, see Usha Wang in Seattle a couple times.
1: Well, um, someone come in and eat a pizza and tip the back of the house a trip to Seattle. How About that,
3: <laughs> I think they should. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think so too. Um, so uh, we'll see you there. All right. Anything else that you want to impart? That you know you talked about the. Uh, Allowing you to... uh, The wit and wisdom
3: of failed restaurateurs? Yeah, well, not so
1: much that, but you said thanks for letting me, whatever, wallow in the squalor or whatever it was. Oh, thank
3: you for uh, documenting my squalor.
1: Documenting the squalor. For posterity. I don't think any squalor was documented, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but but is there anything... I'm cleaner than usual. (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, I didn't check your hygiene, Mm. so... um, that's just flour what, pizza is a much man.
3: much cleaner thing than meat and seafood I yeah i would you imagine
1: you've got to you've yeah. got to enjoy that
3: yeah and i would imagine it's, it's fantastic
1: it's a lot simpler it's a lot simpler with the procurement process mm-hmm. and with the preparation yeah it's got to be
3: you know it's but it's you know there's a lot of effort and love that goes into it but it's it's simpler to be sure mm-hmm well, that's good. I'll so. probably complicate it a little bit once I get settled in. Well, I'm not. I'm not, not good with leaving in,
1: things well enough alone. You're not really settled in yet. You got any big ideas for some awesome pizza that we? Because I would imagine you got something. Well, that's uh, this
3: this week we're doing a quattro uh, formaggi with duck bolognese.
1: Oh, there's nothing wrong with that.
3: Yeah, so I've uh, started doing some uh, some house charcuterie. So I put down some you, know, uh, duck prosciutto, duck pancetta. Um.
1: Very good. So it's not just pizza.
3: Yeah. Um well I mean those are going into on pizza's prices. Oh those salads. are going on pizza. Yeah. Okay. And um I think really one of the things I'm gonna start pushing as spring happens is is using more um farmers market stuff, you know, fresh produce rotations, things like that. They use great quality products before I came on. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't really a very um vegetable uh forward or focused place and mm-hmm. and uh to the extent that uh Kristen and Todd uh would be happy with that, I'd I'd like to do that. Would probably be where I'd play with it the most.
1: And um how do you feel about Portland as kind of a pizza city now? It wasn't for there's, until five years ago, maybe.
3: Yeah, I mean a pizza shoals really right. put well, the place on the map.
1: Exactly. So but and, uh, when there's one or two, mm-hmm. that's different than now you've got you could name twenty yeah. really great pizza places, or at least not everybody likes the same pizza, but yeah. at least uh formidable pizza
3: great places and and also um just such a diversity of style i mean if you ask about what the best pizza places in portland are um they're so different it's not you know the best that are the same it's you know pizza shoals is its own thing pizza jerk is its own thing um pizzeria Otto is you know completely its own thing and Mm -hmm. their their stuff is just lovely um Mm -hmm. their vegetable treatments there are amazing The wine list is very small, but it all goes perfectly with what they serve. Um, And then, you know, of course, you know, where I'm at, East Gleason, I wouldn't be there if I didn't think they were doing fantastic things. I I hope to make it a little more fantastic. I think
1: you, I'm sure you will. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure not only listening to this podcast, but just the fact that people Mm -hmm. know you're there are going to draw people to East Gleason that have never been there before. I haven't been.
3: I just have to train myself to not say fuck in front of children. It's... It's all ages there. How do you
1: how do you how do you do that training? Because I I have been trying to <laughs> stop saying fucking a lot. That's mm. been my this last few months, and it's hard.
3: Radical acceptance is part of it. <laughs> Just you know, radical acceptance. I may not say fuck in front of children. Right. This is my mantra as service begins.
1: Have you ever said it and had egg on your face in front of uh, angry parents?
3: Um, you know, I I don't think it got overheard but definitely uh my first couple days there uh when i was outside the line checking things as they come out like outside expediting there were definitely a couple times when i just saw horrified looks on the cook's faces Mm. and and my first thought is like uh cooks that haven't heard fuck before and and
1: then you realize why
3: yeah and then like oh 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 yeah (laughs) this this isn't 21 plus is it yeah
1: right so you can have a sign outside that says unlike tanuki the cooks will not say fuck no. in front of your children
3: <laughs> uh, no, no, none of that there good uh, But you know, it's it's probably going to be good for my soul uh, good, yeah.
1: I think that's a good. much
3: less vulgar person
1: and we'd like to uh, check in with you at some point to see how successful you were in that venture
3: fantastic, I hope you will
1: thank you, thanks for coming
2: thanks for having me on
1: it's so
3: cool of
5: you to come on, we really appreciate it